0: Well, you can go ahead and be seated. Well, I like that song, don't you? And that's good, 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 good. Praise God. Well, it's so good to see you tonight. We have some faces that I haven't seen before. So glad that you're with us tonight. We always count it a blessing when people come go to church with us, don't we? Amen. We believe God's adding to our church family here at Cornerstone, and we are so thankful to have you here with us tonight. Uh, In the way of announcements, I think the only thing that we have to announce is, well, two things is if you purchased a ticket uh, for the ribs for the fundraiser for the children and youth ministry, they'll be delivering, the, well, the ribs will be back here at the church at 11 o'clock, and you can pick them up then. Then also, this Sunday night, we have time a time of prayer, which will start at. Well, yeah, it'll be, if you can maybe push it maybe to about 11, 15 or so, There's, it's going to be kind of a crunch time. We've got to go actually go pick up the ribs in Geneva, so we're doing our best to get there and get back, but anyway, um, it'll be it'll be Saturday uh, 11, 11, 15 would probably be a little bit better if you could do that. So, Amen. Um, anything? Oh yeah, time of prayer five thirty this coming Sunday. I think this is our third time of prayer. Each time, I just feel like it's just building on it, just getting better and better. And as a church, we are just setting our faith and uh, we're uniting our hearts here as a church uh, to believe for God to do great and mighty things in people's lives. Amen. There's no sense in us being here if people's lives aren't being changed. Amen. And, but we are, we're here, lives are being changed, and we believe that more are going to be changed uh, by the power and by the love of a good, good father. So we'll come expecting, of course, this Sunday morning, we'll come expecting to have an awesome service, so we'll look forward to seeing you then. Well, if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and turn to the book of Luke, if you would please. Luke chapter number three. I wanted to share a message with you tonight that Lord already put on my heart, and actually it goes Real good with what we were singing tonight, and the title of this message is simply this: "The power of Expectation: The Power of Expectation." And what I want to look at tonight is from the scriptures, is, is the place or the role that expectation plays in our Christian life. Let me ask you a question: uh, Is expectation important? In the life of a believer, absolutely important. The Bible talks about the importance of expectation. Also, we could use the word hope, uh, anticipation, something that we're looking to, expecting, believing uh, that what God's word says to us is going to come to pass. And so I want to talk with you a little bit tonight about the power of expectation. And really how this got started was uh, this past Sunday, uh, we sang a song, we've sang it a couple of times before, but we sang a song called The Waymaker. I think that's, is that what it's called? A waymaker or the waymaker, anyway, um, Waymaker. And I have been singing that song all week long. I find myself singing in the shower, I find myself when I'm sitting at my desk and I, just, and I got to thinking about that song, how that he, he is a waymaker. You know, he, he is uh, the one that keeps his promises. You know, he, he's a miracle worker. And the one that I so, so, man, I seem like I really grabbed a hold of with my heart is that he's light in the darkness. He's light in our darkness. You know, the, the scripture says when Jesus said this about himself, he said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of the of life. Isn't it a good thing to know that as a child of God that we never have to be in the dark about things. The devil may try to tell you, well, you know, you don't know what to do and you just you're, you're, don't understand the scriptures and all the things that the enemy might tell, enemy might tell us. But I'm just going to go by what the word says. Amen. In him is light, the Bible says, and there's no darkness at all. And so my heart is really just gravitated toward that, that I'll just know what to do. He's my light in my dark place. No matter how challenging it may be, no matter how difficult situations may be, He is our light in the darkness. Can I get an amen tonight? So I've been thinking about this. He's, he's our way maker. You know, he's the miracle worker. He's the promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. Man, if I could just sing right now, I'd break out and sing a <laughs> chorus or two, but I'm not going to do that. But, you know, in that psalm, there's other things beside that. And one of the things that it says there, that he never stops working. You know, he never stops working. And I was reminded of the scripture that says that it's God that's at work in you. And that word there, work, means it's a continual thing. It doesn't just mean a one time or kind of maybe something that happens periodically. God is at work in you. He's working in you. He's working in me all the time. Why is he working in us? Both to will... And to do what? Of his good pleasure. Never doubt, never doubt for a moment that God's good pleasure, God's will for your life is a good thing. And, and know that when, when you don't feel it, he's working. Amen. When you don't see it, that's where faith jumps in and says, I may not feel it, but I know in my heart that God's working because he said he's working. And I'm giving more attention to what I'm hearing his Word say than what I feel and what I see. I might start preaching here in a little bit. You know, I hadn't preached in a couple of weeks, and so I get to make up some time. Amen. So, but anyway, but I mean, it's just to to, to know that he is, he is that to us, and he and that's who he is. My God, we part of that song says that's just that's who you are. You don't have to talk him into being your way maker or or keep his promises to you. That's who he is. He is our way maker. That's That's who he is. He watches over his promises to bring them to pass. And so as I got to thinking about that, it just really stirred me up to think about the importance of expectation. I expect him to be, excuse me, I expect him to be my way maker. Just like I'm expecting him to be your way maker. I'm expecting to him to be the promise keeper, the miracle worker. I'm expecting him to be the light in the darkness. And so, so what happens when you start expecting? When you have this anticipation, or we could also say like this, this hope. And what Bible hope is is a confident, joyful expectation of good. You know, many many times, and I've talked with people, and maybe you have too. I've talked with people that because of the repeated blows in life that they faced, a lot of times they expect things. Don't they? But they expect things to be the same. They expect things maybe maybe to get worse. They expect things just to, well, this is the way it's always been, and it just seemed like I, I never can get a break. I, I, just, you know, I just have this challenge of kind of getting up halfway up the hill and just seem like I keep getting knocked down. You know, and, and if we're not careful, we can get into an expectation, but that expectation be negative. That expectation be, well, it's just never going to change for me. But God wants us to have a confident, joyful expectation of good and to have this that, that builds on the inside of us. And, and expectation is something that, that starts within us. It's this belief that we have that's, this, that's so you, you couldn't talk us out of it. You know, and, and the devil sometimes, I don't know about you, but the devil's come against me as he has you and try to talk you out of things. Well, don't believe for that. That's, that's too big or that's never going to happen, or, you know, just kind of be content with where you are and just, you know, just don't expect things to get any better. Well, I tell you what, you know, people have bought into that, unfortunately. But I tell you what, I just believe at Cornerstone Church, we've got some folks that are stirred up. Amen? We're thankful. Oh, how thankful. Anybody thankful? Come on now, you're thankful where the Lord's brought you to right now. Come on, I mean, we could, we could stay here right now until we heard the trumpet sound. I mean, and just be thanking God, praising God. I and mean, we could thank Him just days and days for salvation. We could thank Him that we're covered by the blood of Jesus. I mean, we were so precious to God. He sent His Son. His Son's blood was shed for you and for me and for the world. My goodness, we could thank God forever for that. And I know we're thankful. And I, even in the challenges of life, we're thankful, people. Amen. Amen. Even when things aren't going our way or not going like we want them to or like we maybe thought they should go. Hey, we're just we're just thankful. You know, you cannot, the devil cannot defeat a praiser and a worshiper, a one that realizes where his help comes from. Amen. Amen. I might be down right now, but I'm not out. And neither are you. So we're expecting good. And not just for us, I'm expecting good for, for the, the, the family, not just for my family, I'm expecting good for my family, I'm expecting some see some awesome things in my family, but I'm expecting things for your family. And we ought, we ought to be expecting things for one another, amen? Now, but our expectation for one another is important, but it's your expectation. It's what you have in your heart that is so, so very important. And so we see how important it is. And, and, and in, in the book of Luke, chapter 3, let me give you a little background. In Luke chapter 3, from the, from the last verse in Malachi until the book of Matthew, there was 400 years. And in, 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 uh, historians or Bible scholars call them the silent years. Years where there was no prophet, there was no voice of God speaking to his people. They were silent years. And then all of a sudden, Angels are, are dispatched to go and speak to Joseph and Mary. And then, you know, on, in Luke chapter 2 where the angels declare, you know, the Son of God's birth. I mean, and things really begin to start popping. I mean, it's silent. It's, it's just like, man, where's God in all this? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, things start changing. You know, and, and, and in Luke chapter 3, I want to just read verse, a couple of verses here. This is beginning with verse 15. It says this, now as the people were in expectation. John the Baptist had come on the scene. Things are happening. People are going to be baptized by him and he's preaching and you know, good things are happening. But it says this in that 15th verse, now as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, verse 16 says this, John um, answered saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water But one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. Now, I want to go back, sit in in that 15th verse where it says this, Now as the people were in expectation. There was an expectation. Actually, I looked up this in some different translations. And one translation I like says it like this. People were up on their tiptoes. Looking. Have you ever gotten up on your tiptoes before and wanted to see something? I remember, you know, when we went to, um, this has been many years ago, when we went to uh, New York, we went to the Macy's Day Parade, and, and, and of course, there's a lot of the big floats and stuff that come through there, but there are things that you can't see, and of course, it's just, it's just deep. I mean, it might 8, 10, 12 people deeper, even deeper, you know, and if you want to see what's happening, what do you got to do? You got to get up on your tiptoes. You got to, so you can see. And and I like that the way it's worded and the way they translate that because that's what expectation does, a confident expectation. You start getting up on your tiptoes and you go, I'm looking. I'm seeing something. I don't necessarily see it manifesting right now, but there's something that just stirred in my heart. I'm expecting it. Uh, and, And you get excited about it before anything ever happens. Anybody ever watch the show The Price is Right? I was on YouTube this past looking at some things on The Price. Anybody remember The Price is Right? Now, I'm probably going to date myself because it was many, many years ago. You know, Bob Barker hosted The Price is Right. And I remember I'd watch it some. I wasn't a big fan of it, but I watch it occasionally. But what you enjoyed about it was when they would call your name, they may say, okay, Stephanie Marks, you are now the next contestant on... The price is right. And sometimes you'd see people walk down there, they'd be kind of excited, you know. Just, I mean, they, but then you'd see people, oh my goodness, you'd think they had already won the gift, already the prize. I mean, they'd already had it in hand. They were so excited about it. I mean, you'd see them and they'll run and hug and they'll give high five to people. I mean, they were excited and nothing had happened except their name was called. They were expecting. I mean, at least, hey, at least I'm up here now, now. they may not win anything, but at least, boy, I have a chance right now. <laughs> I'm on this front row, and I have a chance to maybe win a, a vacation or a car or a bedroom set or whatever it may be. I have, an, I have a I have a possibility now that maybe I can win something, you know. And they have a possibility, but listen, as children of God, it's not just possibility with us; it's a guarantee. <laughs> Why is that? Because we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is something to get excited about. Every time we read, we're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ, hard to get excited about it. You know this past week I was we were in Texas and was visiting with my mom and just about some things and you know, and just in preparation for what, going forward, you know, and things and, and realizing that, you know, what she had done in her planning, you know. And I'm thinking about it and just, it was a blessing, you know, some things. But I tell you what, I got to thinking about it when I, back this week when I got home. And I even got more excited, excited that I'm an heir of, of Gloria Marks. But you know what? I'm also a greater, I have a greater inheritance. I have an inheritance in, oh, I'm going to get excited tonight. We I mean, have an inheritance in him. Amen. And so we don't, it's not, well, maybe you'll get called. Your name has already been called. Amen. <laughs> and you know what, you ought, and we ought to be excited about it. And, and I think sometimes, and there I know people, sometimes the demeanor is different with people, and we, everybody is not expected to act the same way. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just not the way God made us to be robots. But I tell you what, there ought to be something that gets stern on the inside of you that at least will bring a smile to your face. I mean, it'll cause you to go, yeah. And so there's people who are in expectation. Something, something's happening here. And you can just kind of sense it sometimes. And I just, just sense here at the church, I mean, we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction. We're pulling together as a family. We're, we're seeing some things take place, but yet we haven't seen anything take place yet. Amen? And so there's an expectation. There's a hope in God. And the Bible says that God is a God of hope. He's a God of expectation. In the book of Romans, the 15th chapter, verse 13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and, everybody say peace, joy and peace in believing that you may abound in expectation through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that word there, hope, is a word that also could be translated expectation, anticipation. God wants us to have this anticipation, this Expectation. You know, when, you, when ladies are pregnant, you know, we call, we say, are you expecting? And, of course, you got to be careful sometimes, you know, you want to make sure. But, you know, you, are you expecting, you know, and are you expecting again, you know? But there, I mean, you can tell, right? You had not seen the baby, but the baby's in there. And that's the way we ought to be about the things of God. I mean, we're expecting things to change. We're expecting God to do what he said he would do because he is a way maker, Amen. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. Come on now. He's the light in the dark. That's just who he is. And he's that to you and he's that to me. There's a great verse of scripture in Psalm 62 verse 5. Let me just read it to you. It says this. My soul waits silently for God alone. Wait for him. Wait for him. Think about it. Meditate on him. But listen to what else it says. For my expectation is from him. His expect, expectation that you have and we have, but you know what? God gives us expectation. Read that verse again. He said, "My expect, latter part of that verse says this, for my expectation is from him. It's from him. This, this excitement, this expectation that, that God wants me to have to keep stirred up on the inside. And I'll tell you what, sometimes you got to stir it up. You absolutely do. You have to sometimes grab yourself by the back of the neck And like David did, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Many times you've got to remind yourself, put out a good song that's got the word in it and start singing that song right there. And it starts stirring something again, hopefully on the inside of you. It stirs up your faith. It lets lets you and the enemy know, listen, what's behind me, I can't do anything about. What's happening right now, it's, it's happening. But I believe that what's in front of me is far better than what's behind me. And I'm going to show you a scripture here in a moment that the devil, what he is so, so, so fearful of is not what happened in the past. Not what's happening right now. But you know what he is so fearful of? Of what you, what he, he knows God wants you to achieve greatness. He knows God wants you to do mighty things. But it just absolutely brings a fear to him to think that you're going to begin to find out who you are that you're not a, a victim, but you're a victor. You are you are the head, and you're not the tail. Amen. You're above only, and you're not beneath. Right. He fears that. If he can keep you ignorant, keep you in darkness, keep you blind, blind, and for many of us, I know from my life, it was a period of time where after I got born again, I was born again and just, just bound, you know, And many of us have been in that place. But, boy, I'm so thankful for the truth that comes in. Amen? And it begins to set you free. And it keeps you free. And it helps you to see who you are in Christ. And let me just say this something to you tonight as well, folks. When we praise God, we need to praise with expectation, don't we? When we praise, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. So when we start praising him, he shows up. And when he shows up, things start happening. We, we give and we sow in expectation. We don't just drop money in a bucket. We don't just write a check and send it off to missionaries because we feel obligated to do it. If our heart's connected with them, heart's connected with the church, when we give, we sow in expectation. Amen. I've been stirred up along these lines in my life. Just when I sow and, and as I give of, of, of my finances and, and the things that God's blessed me with, I man, I expect. The Bible says give. And it shall be given unto you. Amen. Oh, are you one of those prosperity preachers? I'm a Bible prosperity preacher. There's a a prosperity that the Bible talks about. And that's what I'm lining up with. Amen. And I want to be blessed. I want to be so blessed that I can give to every good work that that God puts on my heart to give to. Amen. How about you? I just, I mean, I'm going to spend it on myself. Amen. I want to be able to give and sow and bless my family. Yes. And do things for people. God tells you to give some money to somebody. Help them do it. Amen. And so we believe in God that when we sow, we sow in expectation. Listen, we pray in expectation. We don't just offer up prayers and say, well, God, I hope you heard me. You know, Jesus, when he was there at the garden, at at the tomb of Lazarus, mm, and I feel this, the tomb of Lazarus, he said, Lord, I thank you that you have heard me you say well that's Jesus I mean that's that's Jesus yeah that's Jesus but the Bible says that we can pray in the name of Jesus amen right. and we can have confidence in that name and our prayers have just as much validity before God as the prayers of Jesus do amen we have an anticipation we expect things to happen when we pray I love the story in the Old Testament you know after Elijah, uh, Elijah has had the, the, the battle you know of who's real God on Mount Carmel, and they've been defeated. And listen, it hadn't rained for three and a half years. It hasn't rained for three and a half years. And Elijah tells Ahab, you better get ready, for I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And he hadn't even prayed yet. It hadn't rained for three and a half years. But you know what he does then? He goes on top of Mount Carmel, gets his face in the ground, ground and be, or puts his face uh, between his, you know, down, down on the ground, and he begins to pray. And he goes, tells the servant, Do you see anything? Nope, nope, nope. Six times. But on the seventh time, he said, Yeah, I do see something now. But it's so small, it just looks like a man's hand. He said, That's it. Just get ready. Let's go. It's happening. Folks, that is expectation when you pray. Amen. And I read times, sometimes, you know, in and, and I've been there, too, like anybody else. I've prayed about things, and things didn't turn out like, like I wanted them to, and it just didn't work. And so what do you do? You keep expecting. <laughs> you keep praying. You keep looking and say, Father, listen, and I've done it many times. You've heard me say it. I've done it through tears sometimes. You know, just not understanding, but, Lord, listen, I'm not sure what to do right now, but my eyes are on you. I'm looking to you, Lord. Glory to God. And so we pray in expectation. We serve in expectation. We serve. We give. We sacrifice of our time and and, and, any time, our energy, and sometimes even our finances to serve. I mean, it's an honor to serve. Did you know it's an honor to serve, guys? It's something we have to do. It's something we get to do. To serve the king of kings, to serve his family, to serve his people, to serve the lost. That's an honor to do that. And yes, it's a sacrifice at times, no doubt about it. Sometimes we have to put our flesh under, absolutely. We may not feel like it, but sometimes, as you've heard me say before, and, I and I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's so good it helps me, and I hope it will help you. Smith Wigglesworth would say this, I don't ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell him how he feels. That's when your spirit has the, has the first place in your life. It has the ascendancy. And your soul doesn't. And your body doesn't. Your spirit man has the ascendance, has the first place in your life. And so we we praise in expectation. We give, we sow in expectation, we pray, we we serve, we expect God to do awesome things for us. And I want you to know this tonight. There's nothing that stands is standing in the way tonight between you and God being everything he declares he is to you tonight. Sometimes people think, well, you know, because of this or that or my past or you know, the last six months, I hadn't been in a very good place of faith. Have you ever gone through a season in your life where you weren't just in the best place of faith? Absolutely. All of us have. Now, a person in here at times, and I'll I'll be the one, since I have the opportunity to share with you, I'll be the one to tell you. There's been times where I hadn't hadn't heard and heard. It just seemed like God's a million miles away. All of it been there before. But yet we have to believe this. There's nothing. Still, there's nothing. My feelings have nothing to do with it. My confidence is in my Father. And let, listen to these words. This is in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. Love this verse of Scripture. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. Listen to this contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross nothing standing in the way nothing you're loved you're accepted you're forgiven the bible says in the beloved nothing standing in your way i don't feel like it i don't have my faith's not real strong right now well hey We've all been there. Let's just stay with it. Don't give up on the word. But listen, there's nothing standing in the way right now. Now, if there's sin in your life and there's things that you know are wrong, then yeah, you need to to confess that. You need to repent. Get get it under the blood of Jesus. It's already under the blood. But say, Lord, I'm coming to you. I ask you to forgive me. And accept that forgiveness. Receive that forgiveness. And go, okay, now there's nothing between me and God. Not one single thing. And you can begin to see God do awesome and mighty things in your life. Folks, I'm expecting God to pour out his spirit, amen, as he said he would on all flesh, on families, on his church, and not just Cornerstone Church, but I want him to pour out his spirit upon all churches, don't you? That'll be open. But listen, there has to be an expectation. There has to be an anticipation. This is what we want. You know, God doesn't show up. God's not a party crasher. God only shows up where he's invited, where he wants to be welcome, He wants the desire. Amen. He wants it. Do we? Do you want him in your life? You know, some people have, now you're going to say this it sounds kind of crazy, but uh, I believe it to be true. There's enough people that, that have just enough of God in their life to be miserable. You say, now what do you mean by that? Well, they know they're saved, but yet they're just man, this is not It's not what I thought it would be. Is this all there is to it? Or, you know, it's just like, I know I'm trying trying my best and not realizing that it's not about trying your best. It's about receiving what he did for you freely at Calvary and accepting that his blood was shed on your behalf. And you just go, Lord, thank you for doing this for me. Holy Spirit, you have empowered me to live this overcoming life. But I, I don't want people... Especially coming to Cornerstone. And listen, this is their journey. Sometimes people come and they, they come and they come into these doors and they're, they're one of those people that have got just enough of God just to kind of go, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad I'm saved and when I'm not real happy about it. We want to help you on a journey. Anybody want to see people take that journey of just of going, oh, I don't know, this is, this is all it's cranked up to be until about two or three months, a year, you go, my goodness, am I glad. I just completely just surrendered my life to Him. Quit trying to do it my own way, in my own way, my own plan, and I just let the Holy Spirit begin to work in my life. I'm telling you what, it's so much better. There's power, there's freedom, there's peace in a surrendered life. Doing it your own is too difficult. When you surrender to Him, I mean there's peace that passes all human comprehension. Glory to God. And so we're expecting God to pour out of His Spirit on all flesh in these last days. Glory to God. Now, let's look to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Acts chapter 2, we know, is where we have recorded the day of Pentecost. And that very first verse of Acts chapter 2 that says they were all with one accord in one place, and there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. There was an anticipation. There was an expectancy with those people. Because Jesus had told them, listen, don't leave Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Don't dare leave Jerusalem until you receive the infilling or the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses unto me, unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all over the world. And so Jesus has spoken this to them. And so there's an anticipation. You know, for 40 days, Jesus appeared to, to disciples. For 40 days, he appeared to people, his disciples. But he goes back to heaven, as we have recorded in Acts chapter 1. And then for 10 days, they're waiting in that upper room. But just, I, just, I just have a belief, and this is what I choose to believe. I believe they were just like, oh, man, this is going to be the day. This is going to be the day. And all of a sudden, that day of Pentecost came in its fullness. And their anticipation, their expectancy, all of a sudden now was fulfilled. I believe in ways they just, it just blew their mind. I think they had an idea, but absolutely what happened just blows their mind. And that's what happens in a person's life when they really totally surrender. It just kind of goes, you kind of go, gosh, I thought it would be good, but it's like, it, it's, it's better than good. And there's not even words to describe it. when You have that. Yes, there again, too, hate to, hate to, but, you know, yeah, there's challenges that go along the way, and sometimes we have disappointments, but my goodness, expectation that God wants her to ha- have that comes from Him should helpfully help us override some of those dis- disappointments that we have in life. That we just keep expecting good things to take place. Can I get an amen tonight from you? But listen to this. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. And this is where the day of Pentecost Peter's preached. 5,000 have been saved. He tells them you know, what they need to do. Repent, be baptized and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit because the promise is for you, your children, to all them that are far off, to as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's Acts chapter 2. They joined themselves together. They were fellowshipping. They were spending time together. But then it says this there again in verse uh, 1 of Acts 3. Now they were, Peter and John went up to, together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, verse 2. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms. From those who entered the temple. In other words, there was a beggar, and they were there, and they could ask alms, ask gifts of people that were coming to the temple. Verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms, verse 4. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. He had an expectation, but his expectation was an alm, a gift, or something, but he got something a whole lot different that day. Amen. We'll keep reading. We'll come back to that. Expecting to receive something from them. Verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Isn't that an awesome account? I just love that. I've read that no telling how many times. Read it two or three times today. I just, every time I think, man, this is like, there's a, that just stirs you up. Because this guy had an expectation. You say, well, now, wait, his expectation was not that, you know, that something was going to change that day in his life. But something did change that day in his life. Because he was expecting. He had an expectation. and Peter said to him, listen, what you think I'm giving to you, I'm not going to give to you. But what I'm going to give to you is a whole lot better. <laughs> and he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And I believe it was that man's expectation. It was that man's expectation that caused Peter to look at him and say, look on us. We've got what, we've got what can help you. And he looked on him. And he was made whole. And folks, I want to encourage you tonight. Let me just leave you with these couple of thoughts. Have an expectation of God doing things in your life that only God can do. Only God can make this man. He was lame from his mother's womb. had never walked. They'd brought him to this place. There's no telling how many times. Yet he came on this one day. And something, automatic, something, not automatically, but something absolutely changed in his life because he had an encounter with the living God. And I'm going to tell you what, you know, one service, think about this, one day changed that man's life forever. One day, one encounter and folks, I just tell you, every time we have an opportunity, whether it's at home, and you don't have to have a you don't have to come to church to encounter God. Aren't you thankful you don't have to come to church to encounter God? Now we you need to come to church. It's important for us to fellowship together, serve together, do what God wants us to do together, but you don't have to come to church, you know, for God's blessings to be in your life or to even to have an expectation. But there's something about it when we come to church with an expectation. And you say, well, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm hey everything's good in my life that's good but how about let's coming together and expecting god to do something mighty in somebody else's life yeah. nothing like it nothing like seeing a changed life man i'm not like seeing somebody that was in darkness now that's in light and you can just see it on their face you can just see it in their countenance something happens when they when they when they when they're transformed now it's a journey the journey starts. that's not the end of the journey that's the start of the journey But then you can begin to expect, anticipate with a confident, joyful expectation of good that God's doing things in your life that only God can do. Only the power of God could raise this man up and make him whole. Amen. You say, well, is that still for us today? Absolutely for us today. But anticipation, expectancy, I believe it just charges God because it's coming from Him and when when we take it, And we kind of stew over it and when we meditate on it and it gets big on the inside of us and then we begin to declare, Lord, this is, you're my way maker. Amen. You're my light in the darkness. You're my promise keeper. Every promise of God is yes and amen to the glory of God by us. You're everything that your word says you are. And you begin to expect and begin to see God do great and mighty things. I love this account, and there's so much more we could say about it, but it said this that he took him, Peter took him by the right hand, lifted him up. Immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. And I love this. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Somebody brought him to the temple, had to bring him there. He leaves a changed person. Amen. Aren't you glad today? That we can leave out of this place tonight, change people. Hopefully tonight, just through what we what we're encouraging from the Word and just the worship, you're leaving out here with a little. Yeah, I, I'm I'm expecting, I'm looking, I'm anticipating. I have a confident, joyful expectation of good. Glory to God. And let me just tell you this. i want to read this scripture to you. I mentioned it earlier, but in First John chapter three, I said this to you. Satan is absolutely fearful. Of what can happen in a person's life when they get a hold of who they are in Christ and what God's done for them. I mean, their day, his day of ruling over them is over. It's over. I'm not going back to that old way of life. Amen. I'm not returning back to that bondage, that darkness. I've got a new hope in my life now. I've got a confidence and it's getting bigger and it's getting bigger. And your confidence in God, all through your walk with God, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And bigger, you prove him faithful one time, and he'll be faithful the next time. He'll be faithful the next time. That's why the word says, don't turn loose of your confession of hope in God. Because he's faithful that promised. Glory to God. So we had to hold to But listen to these words. First John chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Don't think it crazy. Don't be all offended and upset and bent out of shape when people call you Holy Roller or you're one of those people that needs a crutch. You know, are you one of those weaklings? Well, I guess if that's what you want to call me, but I'm not ashamed at all. Come on now, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I am so glad he's my Lord and Savior. I, I have a freedom, my friend, you don't have. <laughs> Amen. And not in, not in a, you're better than anybody else, we're not. we've come into the light that I said we've come into the light that's enlightened us into some areas glory to God he says this so you're children of God beloved now we are children of God and has not yet been revealed what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is I believe more and more each and every day as we renew our minds, as we think about him, we're being conformed, the Bible says, to the image of Jesus. That's That's why you can't give up on your faith. You've got to have this anticipation, this expectancy. Don't throw it by the wayside. Don't lose your confidence. And all of us have been to a place where we just go, ah, it's not going to work. But don't cast away your confidence because it has a reward attached to it. And Satan's fearful. I'm telling you, he's fearful. He's fearful. He's, he's absolutely just terrified, I believe, of you as a believer finding out who you are, what you can do, how much God loves you, what His grace has provided for you, how delivered you are, how free you are. He doesn't want you to know that. He wants you to be bound by the past, by, your, by our limited ways of thinking. He wants to keep us in this little place. Okay, you're, you're saved, and okay, maybe you're saved, and maybe you're not, and so don't worry about it. no. I believe in these last days, more and more, the Holy Spirit is revealing things to us. I hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard. It hasn't entered the heart of man, the things that God's prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them and is revealing them to us. How? By his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, showing us things. That's why it's so important just to stay connected. Stay connected to him. Stay connected to the family. Right. Stay connected to your church. Stay connected to people that love God and will encourage you and help you and bless you. Tell you what, what you, are, what, you, I, what you and I are right now is not near what we're going to be. The best is yet to come. I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. And that's not just hype and rah-rah preaching. That's the word. The path of the just is the shining light. It's getting brighter. Come on now, it's getting brighter and brighter to that perfect day. And so we're not of them that draw back, but we're of them that keep on believing because we know that God is faithful. Can you say amen tonight? So there's power and expectation, confident, joyful expectation of who God says he is. He'll do what he, says he said he would do. And he is your way maker. Anybody need God to make a way for you in any kind of area of your life? Amen. Any, anybody have promises you're standing on and you, need to, and you just need to continue to confess, he's a promise keeper in my life. I know I am. How about a miracle worker? Miracles, yes. I know there are people that, that need miracles, different kinds of miracles. But aren't you, aren't you glad God doesn't look and go, okay, I'm not, in, I'm not doing those kind of miracles today. Come back tomorrow. Anytime you and I come to him in faith, declaring, Lord, listen, you're my miracle worker. Lord, you're my light in the darkness. That's who you are. That's, right. That's who you are. You're that, you're that to me. You're that to my family. That's why we just, just can't lose heart. You know, the devil is just bombards people at times. You ever felt like you just you get getting bombarded one blow after another, one blow after the other? You get up, you you get your nostril above water, and then boom, here it comes again. But what do you do? You just keep fighting. You just keep fighting. You get that no, you get that nostril up above water, and you keep breathing. I'm going to tell you what: it won't always be survival mode. Somebody need to hear that. It won't always be survival mode. Expectation of who he is and what he said he'll do, he'll do it. Amen. So we have an expectation. What's God going to do today? You know, we uh, Dane does this after m- many of our services. Listen, declare this will be. The best week of my life. He said, well, what happens if not the best week? I guess it wasn't true. I had the worst week in my life I've ever had. You stand up on Sunday after church and you go. This will be the best week of my life. Because Jesus lives big in me. Amen. Right. The Holy Spirit's on my side. I don't care what man can do unto me. God is my helper. I don't care one single lick what anybody can do unto me. I boldly declare he's my God. And what do you do? You keep going. I remember I have a younger, I have two younger brothers, one thirteen, one thirteen um months and then one about five and a half years. And um we as as boys growing up, we fought. I know you had that hard hard time believing that. Because you look at me now and you think, Oh, he's just so gentle and sweet. But we fought. And we just we just scuffled and fought and and um at one time, I took great pride in, and it was pride, very much great pride, in you know being able to declare I could beat both of my brothers up at the same time. They could jump on me, and it didn't matter. I could beat them both up. And by the time it was all said and done, they'd both be crying. I took great pride in that. But I remember my brother, anyway, I just, you know, just. But anyway, I, as, my older, as my 13-month-old, 13, my brother, that's 13 months younger than me. I'll get that out. We would get into some pretty, pretty serious scuffles. And I'd get him on the ground. And I'd put his arm behind him. You know, and I'd just pull up, pull up, pull up. And he just absolutely refused to, to give up. He said, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. You'll have to break my arm. You'll have to break my arm. I'm not giving up. You're not stronger. You know, just whatever I was t- trying to make him say. He just wouldn't do it. And so, you know, I was so, f- I'd do a little bit more. you go, ah, he'd start screaming. Say it. Say it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. And so finally, I would always ease back on him, because I was concerned that I would break his arm or do something that would absolutely cause you know harm or you know get him hurt. And so I just well, well I can't do that. But I got to. Th- I was thinking about that. This has been many years ago, you know. And sometimes the devil he'll t- he'll get you down here thinking now, I got you now, I got you now. He'll get your arm behind your back. You think now say say you're not going to make it. Say you you won't win, and you go, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. God is on my side. I'm not going to fear what man can do unto me. Amen. The Lord is my strong tower. I run to him, and I'm helped. And I'm going to tell you, you'll find yourself getting him loosening that grip on you. You just can't, And you'll go, yeah, exactly. You'll go, uh-uh, this is like this. Uh-uh, my God is showing himself strong and mighty on my behalf. Can you say amen tonight?